Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! You know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome, folks. Hi, Sticks and Super Cakes Podcasts. Welcome back, you puckheads, you puck bunnies. More cowbell. You, you jobbers. More cowbell. More cowbell. Do you know what that's from? Yes. Okay, wow. An SNL skit. I know. I have to check sometimes. Oh, be quiet, you. Hi, Sticks and Super Cakes Podcast, episode 22, New Year, New Me. Merry New Year. Yes, with your host, Rob. That's me, Dave. He sits over there. Hello. Hello. Governor. Huh? Hello, Governor. Governor. <laughs> Don't fear the Reaper, folks, because you know what? We reset the clock again. God damn it, me and Gene Oakland. I was listening to, for you local New York people, Q104.3, which is the classic rock station. You're home to the Beatles block. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it alive for Scott So. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> But they said that all three of those people that died that day, me yeah. and Gene, yeah. uh, the dude from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, and, and, the, and Cousin Dave or whatever. They were all like Yeah, they're all 76, 76 years old. Yes. <laughs> all, all three at 76 on the same day. Play those lottery numbers, folks. Yeah. Just play them. 76, 76. Sure. Why not? Does it even go that high? I don't know. I don't know because I don't win. But my <laughs> wife tells me I'm gonna win all. We're gonna win the lottery after all this shit. <laughs> it's like we have to play the lottery. To win. There you go. You got to play to win, right? We'll that's the to win it. That's right. Look at you and your coaching motivational speech speeches. <laughs> <laughs> your team's down twelve nothing after one period. Come on, kids. Well, that's what the the, <laughs> the coach from Sweden said when he was playing Team Canada in on the, the juniors, juniors yeah. last year, and he was like, "They're better than us." They're more skilled than us. They're faster than us. They're stronger than us. I don't know what to tell you. And he <laughs> said that to his team. And guys like Ray Ferraro came out and were like, how could you say that? He's like, because it's true. He goes, and your players are either going to do one or two things. They're either going to put their head down and into their shell and yeah. give up. Yeah. Or they're going to be, fuck that. I'm going to play better than that. Right. Do you recall what they did? Oh, Sweden. Well, I know Canada's out of the World Juniors this year. Uh, that's big news, right? Uh, the World Juniors, where everybody's everybody's young representative for the future. They're all gazing at a, at a, at a 16-inch TV watching how they play. And half of them won't make it to the NHL. Even though they'll be drafted. Almost everybody that's in that tournament 
especially the, the final four games, um, will be drafted, and half of them will never make it. Mm-hmm. And then, then the other like quarter of those that do, that, that, that do get drafted will get shit talked on social media, like the one kid from Canada. He missed yep. the he missed the shootout shot, and everybody was like, "You're you're gonna die! I'm gonna kill you!" That's Canada Ho- for you. Holy, yeah. Uh, uh, what what is he from Edmonton? Because that's the same he kind of mental. For, I think he's on Tampa Bay. The kid though, like, he better move to Tampa and just stay there. And get off of social media or something. Kumquat, that, like, like the fruit. Name. Yeah. It's Comploise or something like that. Sure. French Canadian. Oof. All right. Let's talk about our devils. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's been a while. It's been what? Like three weeks? It's been almost a month. Yeah. So let's see. Lost to Vegas in overtime. Uh, Lost to Nashville in a shootout, which was a tough game. Um, We got routed by Toronto. Yeah. I think we stopped watching that game when it was like 4-1. That was a home game. Oh, that's the one you left. Yes. I don't leave games. I think over the course of my 11, 12, whatever years, I think I've only left a game like twice or three times, and this was that second or third time. That's true. They started in the second period. They let up a goal. I looked at Jay. I said, F this, and I walked. See see you next game. You beat the traffic. (laughs) I did. I did. I got home, um, and by the time I got home, like, you know, whatever happened, and uh, third period start. I'm like, oh, this is usually what happens. If I leave the arena in in a good enough time, I can watch a full period when I get home. <laughs> but that game was just. I, to... I, I even texted you. I go, dude. How... No, you you texted me. Said, you are said, you still, are you still there? Yeah. Like, how long is it going to take before you leave? <laughs> I was like, next goal. Boom. Out. Um, we lost to Columbus in a shootout. We whipped Ottawa five two. We lost to Columbus by one again. We beat the Bruins 5-2. That was a little bit of a shocker. Yeah, they came, that was the game right after Christmas, and they came out. <laughs> Guns blazing. Flat. Like, if you read all the, the Bruin blogs, mm-hmm. it was, they're flat, and they're looking forward to the Winter Classic. We'll talk about that in a bit. Which was cool. Uh, a hurricane. We beat the Hurricanes. We beat the Canucks. Two straight shutouts. Two teams that we're supposed to beat. So, like, if you think about it, the hurricanes, Ottawa we're supposed to beat. Yeah. Okay, the Hurricanes were supposed to be. They're only like three points ahead of us. The Hurricane, uh, the Canucks came in hot. Right, but they're ho- They're just as horrible as us. They're in their rebuild too. Mm-hmm. And then the Stars game. <sighs> I mean, yeah, we had what two goals on like four shots or whatever like that. But but over the course of two periods, we only had two shots on goal in the first period. Two. Yep. And it took like almost five minutes into. The second period to get shot I mean, number they three. They end up out like, shooting. Yes, the stars. But the game opened up after a certain point. We lost five four. But um, overall, I, f- I fell asleep and I heard them scoring the fifth goal and I said, "All right, well, we're not coming back." No, I mean, I I, I, I knew that too. Um, I I mean the overall thing. I mean. That's what, one, two, three, four. We're in second to last place in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. When Cangelosi, Cange- Steve Cangelosi tweeted that out at the, before, like, the start of a home game. And, and I said, thanks for the fucking reminder. Like, we, we're, like, 12 points out from the playoffs, from the last place. From, from wild, wild card, card two, spot. yeah. I, okay. Anything is possible, okay? Absolutely. But do we even have that ounce of... 
I mean, right now our drafting position, our, our our drafting positions, what anywhere between now and the end of the end of the year, I would say it's either actually right now it's like a seven percent chance of getting the number number one pick, so to speak. So there's a seven to ten percent chance. I know probably ten shooting really high, but there's a seven to eight to nine percent chance of getting that number one pick. What the hell would happen if we get the ball for the number one pick again? Right. I, I don't. I, I like, think the league would want either us, St. Louis, and who's behind us? Ottawa. Yeah. Otto. They don't want Ottawa. They don't want Ottawa to get that first round pick, because Ottawa then has to give it to Colorado. God, Colorado's so like murderous row to, already. Right, they don't want to have to go through that. So. Right now, I would say... Are they, are they going to take the Senator's balls out of the... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you had to pick between, like, us... I, I mean... And I, I had this discussion with some, some former players the other day, and I said, like, if the Devils win the draft, I mean, obviously you have to take Jack Hughes. You have to. But he's, he's coming into a, a place where... He doesn't have to be the Jack Hughes. Right, but on the other side, do we really need him? Like, we need a we need, stud we need defenseman. defenseman. We need a stud do defenseman. You, then, okay. I mean, look, I don't want to go in. I mean, we're fast-forwarding through this whole season, but I don't want to be in a spot where the Devils have a, ten, have a, at the end of the season, have that number one spot, worst record in the league, best chance of getting. I would rather jump up spots. Yeah. To get that pick, I mean, when we got Nico, we weren't the worst team in the league. I mean, I mean, what do you do? Do you t- do you honestly take that pick and go? Who wants it? Give me your best defenseman. I would, I would no. I wouldn't even ask for a defenseman because then you're just getting someone else's. Like I want to, I'd want to develop this young. So what I would do, and I, I said this is, so let's say we get the first pick. Okay. The defenseman that we want is third. Sure fourth rated overall i go to those teams and say here's what i want i want your first round pick right now Mm -hmm. your second round pick and maybe your first round pick next year or i want your first round pick this year i want your second round pick and i want or i want a roster player that can contribute now yeah okay like one of your top four defensemen i want now I could agree with that because so like, let's say we let's say Anaheim. Okay. Or I can't even think of like another like team that has some good young defensemen uh, like a Columbus. Okay. Which isn't because Columbus is going to be in a playoff spot. But let's say Dallas they, is Dallas in a. Yeah. But they're not going to give us Heisken in or somebody like that. And I don't know about their defense. But let's say the Hurricanes. There's a great example. Sure. Okay. Let's say the Hurricanes want Jack Hughes. They need that star center right behind Ajo. And we turn around and go, okay, trade. we're going to trade down to you. You're going to give us your first-round pick this year, which is right. three or four. You're going to give us Find a second. Sure. your second-round pick this year, and you're going to give us Jacob Slavin or, or you know one of those guys in exchange for the first overall pick. Because I, I can't. To say we don't need offense is... We I don't mean, need a center. We're, we're, we, good. we're good. I mean, Travis, this year, Travis Ajak has stepped up. Because he's not playing first or second line minutes anymore. Okay. You have Nico not going anywhere, at least for another season. Zajac's, I mean, uh, Zaka's 
show bubble. him glimpses. Bubble. Okay. Right. But so you can pencil him in. There's your two centers. I mean, would you take Jack Hughes over Zaka? Absolutely. Of but I mean, that's why we're not. I'm not Ray Shiro, so I don't have that. And apparently nobody is because that dude doesn't speak this year, which is scary and probably good because essentially he's in any interview, he's really leaning on the fact of, well, what did I say in the preseason? We're following a path. Yep. We haven't deviated. What What do you want me to do? You can't. I mean, you can't argue with the guy. I mean, he did the same thing with Pittsburgh and look yeah. where they are. I mean, he got their two powerful number one centers and built their team around those two guys and Marc-Andre Fleury. Now we just need a, a Marc-Andre Fleury. Right. Um, you talk about goalie. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood comes on the scene, makes a huge splash. Um, gets He's good. Two, two shutouts in a row. Okay. He's y- good. Yes. But, I, and I, and we've conversed about this. I've blasted her all over social media. Does any New Jersey Devil fan recall the name of Scott Wedgwood? Yeah, I think he's better than Wedgwood is. But, but he came up with the same, like, like, gusto and hype, and he's the next Martin Brodeur. And the sad thing is... Even Chico brought this up on, on the um, New Year's Eve uh, telecast. Um, unfortunately, I was working. It wasn't at the game. Work probably wouldn't want me to take a three-and-a-half-hour lunch. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> but but he's like, oh, you know, somebody you know, somebody came up to me and said, you know, what's Mackenzie Black- Blackwood's number? 29. What are his initials? MB. What were Martin no, Brodeur's He's less than Brodeur. <laughs> and, and, like, making these whole comparisons about, like, the first game that the Brodeur won was against the, um, whoever the hell we played Monday. The Bruins and and all this kind of and I'm sitting there going stop, yeah. stop, because you know what's going to happen? He's going to have this stars game where he's going to get lit up for five. Yeah, but I mean, Brodor went through those things too, where he got lit up every once in a while. But the the, the problem is, is, everyone's hyping him up. He's good. Like just watching him, he's making saves he shouldn't be making right right now. now? Okay, against high quality shots. Is he going to let in stinkers every yes. now and then like the Stars? Yeah, every everybody does. I mean, look at look at Lundqvist. Okay, look at, you know, Carey look, Price. At, look at Brodeur before the end of his career while he was still yeah. on top of his game. In the playoff but, but he game was against going... the Ducks in the Stanley Cup when he went to play the puck and it went off of him into the net. Like, it happens. I, I get it. But I, I, I compa- you can't compare him he's... to Brodeur just because he's on our team. Just like you can't compare Carey Price to Wah or Ken Dryden just because they're on Montreal. It's it's a different game, it's a different time, it's a different team in front of them. I so. just I, I don't everybody's like looking at us, oh, you know, Blackwood's gonna be You still have Keith Kincaid who did marvelous last year, but unfortunately he's showing his what he he he, Damon Severson are having those up and down years where like one year they're like all stars and the next year they they have a stinker. The next year they're all stars, and now they're having a stinker year again. All right, yep. so Kincaid's back to that. You don't know what you have with Corey yet, because um, who else? Somebody had recently had. Um, I don't know if it was talking to you or if I was on just on the internet in general. Somebody had the same surgery. Oh, uh, Eddie Locke. He had the uh, same hip surgery that Corey did, and then another goalie had the same thing, and it took him about two years to get back to. Yeah, I believe good. it. Good. So you don't know what you have in Corey. You also have another three years at six mil on the table. Yeah, that, that, he's going to be tough to move. So you don't. I mean, you right now you have three goalies, and you don't know who's going to be your future. Because, you know, if I if I had to, if if I had to pick two out of the three, Kincaid Blackwood. No, really, I'd pick Corey and Blackwood. Blackwood, just because I think that you could get 
He can get something for Kincaid. He's I would not... say at least no more than a third round pick for him. Or maybe like a f- number four or five defenseman for him to a team that needs a goalie. Or maybe uh, you can shoot for a two for a team that's in the lower end of the round. Yeah, no, they're not going to want him because they're going to be in their rebuild too. I mean, I would look at who just picked up. Oh, Philly did. Yeah, Philly picked gonna, up Mike McKenna. Yeah, we're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna pick up. We're not gonna trade with Philly. But like somebody, we had needs, the opportunity. Corey was sitting right there before he got hurt. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody that needs a, a a solid backup goalie right now. Kincaid would be that. Like a team like L.A. You know what? I'll take Jake Muzzin. I'll take Jake Muzzin. Look, you're gonna go through a rebuild. We'll give you a third round pick. And Kincaid for Jake Muzzin. Now I have that number four defenseman, number three defenseman on our team that can kind of push Lovejoy or. Well, Lo- I, I or think yeah. Else. Well, Lovejoy's out after this year. I'm I'm pretty damn sure. There's but I no, mean, out of the lineup. Oh, out of yeah. Well, it it sucks. Is the more that we shit talk guys like Ben Lovejoy, the moment it gets to that peak of shit talking, he has one of those games that yeah. is like son of a bitch. <laughs> Stop having good games. Yep. Um, a, a question popped in my head since we're talking about goalies. Would you want another Brodeur in goal, or no. would you rather have the defense that Brodeur had in front of him? You're talking to the wrong guy because you, every one of my friends will always tell you I said that Brodeur was overrated, and that's coming from a Devils fan. I am wearing mm-hmm. a Green Devil sweatshirt right mm-hmm. now. I, I see it. And He's, he was. I mean, you put. I'm not going to disagree yeah, with you. You put potentially. I mean, I don't think Danico will ever be a Hall of Famer, but you put Stevens, Niedermeyer, two actual Hall of Famers, okay? Then you sprinkle in your Rafalskis that were very good players, uh, your Colin Whites and your Ken Danicos that were hard players to play against. Yeah, of course you're going to have unbelievable goalie stats because you're only seeing like seven, eight difficult shots a game. But and on the other side of it, to give him props, that he was a good goalie. He Just was, but he was also in a dead puck era. Yes, where most of the the late night from '95 on, you know, you were literally seeing games where the Devils would give up like twelve shots a game. We played that one game against Montreal in the playoffs. We gave up six shots the whole game. <laughs> can we can we do that now? Yeah, where you could Please. slow teams down and play that that clutch and grab well you can't do that anymore so i mean if you ask me if i wanted brodeur in his prime now or the defense that we had in their prime mm-hmm. hands down i would take the defense that we had i and i would agree i think when i thought about writing that down i'm like you you can have points of brodeur of having a great goalie like blackwood kind of is 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 looking at when you really fucking blow up a, a five game stint into a career yeah it's... but i i'd rather have a defense and, and a goalie that can stop pucks, not not a Martin Brodeur net. I, I, I just don't. I'd rather be even in, in that sense, where a goalie can, that can stop the pucks that get through, but I want I'm a defense sure to shut Brodeur them down. Son, and then we could have that Brodeur in that. His one son's a goalie, right? Yes. He's playing for... You, you know how shitty that is? Some college team, yeah. You, you know how crappy that is? You're Martin Brodeur's kid? And you chose goalie? Yeah. But really? Many, yeah, but on the other side, how many opportunities did that kid get just because, because of, of his name? Of course. Of name. How many tryouts would our team did he have when Lamarillo was still GM? He, we and, fucking drafted the guy just because of who his dad was. <laughs> he, 
<laughs> and he was like, wait a minute, I got to hold on to this just in case we have another Scott Niedermeyer moment where he wants to go play with his... It was like when his name's coming up, right? And all of a sudden the phone rings, Lou picks, it, Lou picks up his, his flip phone. He looks at it, he goes, fucking Marty. No, he let Marty make the pick. Oh, well, no, he walked Marty up there. Marty was there, yeah. So another news uh, within recent, what, 48 hours. Um, the New Jersey Devils re-signed John Hines to a multi-year ex- contract extension. I don't. I haven't heard of the amount of years or money or anything. Like that that doesn't mean anything in the NHL. What multi-year? It doesn't mean that he. You know, he. Resigned. It could be two. Doesn't mean he can't be fired. Right. But you're talking about a team that fired who was it? Kevin Constantine and, and Robbie Fatorik like weeks before our playoffs started. Oh, but uh, what's his name? The, um, the former Bruins coach, Carl Montre- Julian. Carl Julian, with a game to go, a hundred point team. Lou goes, yeah, you fired. The team didn't like him. That's why. That's what I heard. The team did not respect him at all. But you're going in the goddamn playoffs with 100 plus points. And we went on, and we what? We took Larry Bur- Larry Robinson, Larry Burns, Larry Robinson. I th- you know what? Cup. I will take a combo of those two men. Larry, and, and he, Larry to, Burns? To, to coach our defense. But the fact that he gets a multi-year deal, fine, I get it. There's structure now. You look at, like you were mentioning before, Shiro in Pittsburgh, during his whole tenure, had two head coaches. He inherited one, and he fired him. And then Bilesma got fired after Shiro got let go, too. So he's only you know, one to two coaches. So he's staying in that route. I, I don't mind that. Um, what's I don't know if it's glaring or not. Um, you don't hear anything about the assistant coaches getting additional deals. Maybe to my, to just my, hoping that they'll leave. Well, the, the, like you, Jeff, Jeff, what's his name? The other guy that we used to have now, he's like a junior head coach. Maybe we're just hoping that Nazardine gets offered a head coach I, job. Uh, please, anywhere. I, you know me and you know my gripe. I, I, I want him I don't like him either. I, I want him. But, hey, our PK is great. Fuck the PK. Our PK has been great for I don't know how long. Like, literally, like that's a strong suit. So maybe we should just play defense with four people sure. and have one guy <laughs> chill out in the neutral zone for Chippy hanging. Taylor Hall. Or, or, or what? does that fucking anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he gets resigned. Good. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. No, we he, went through too many years where every other year we were having a new coach. What Lou had? What thirty years under his belt, and we had what fifteen head coaches. Yeah, I mean, other than Lemare, Robinson, and Burns, not even Burns, because Burns only lasted two years, and then he got sick and disappeared. Um, but we've never had any other coaches like Mike Hines has got to be one of the longest tenure he's, coaches. He's, right? he's, he's now number two. Yeah. Behind <laughs> Lemaire. And he'll never catch Lemaire. Oh no. He can catch Lemaire. I think in wins next season, once we get to like either, either 50 wins or 50 games, he'll pass, he'll, he'll pass Lemaire. I think as in games 50 next year. So, I mean, it's fine. I, I don't mind it. It's well, just, it's the supporting dream of Quinville though. Okay, I, like 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 I. If we keep Hines, and yeah, I know I'm I'm pipe dreaming, and you get Stevens, you get somebody of that caliber to come in to coach his defense, to look him in the eye and go, you you all are a bunch of fucking little boys, and I'm going to teach you to be men in this league, and our team gets better, I'm all for it. Yeah, but the, Stevens isn't coming. I heard him on the NHL Network yesterday. He's not coming. He's comfortable. Why, Why wouldn't he? He drives up from Morristown or wherever the hell he lives. To New York City to do a... To, not even New York. Or the Sea Caucus, right? The Sea Caucus. Yeah. 
Quinville. That'd be nice, though. I heard a funny thing on one of the podcasts. I don't know if it was Spitting Chicklets or one of the other mm-hmm. ones. And they were talking about how Philly should introduce Quinville as their head coach. Mm-hmm. That, like, the last game of the season. Fire the... the Have Gritty take off his mask and be and like, it's it was Quinville? me. It was, like, a wrestling kind of, like... Wow. Like, have him stand behind the bench with, like, a clipboard and being like, like, everything uh, the coach is doing uh, wrong. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't see that happening. No. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if he would want to go to Philly. I mean, look, they brought in a new head coach, and Philly still sucks. Like, it's... Yeah, they, well, they have the same problem as always. They don't no, have a goalie. No goalie. Well, hopefully that McKenna kid. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of, did you... I don't know if you've, you've read anything. His wife went on social media and did like a 10 post like soliloquy on like how she's like a tough hockey wife because she's got a two year old at home. Doesn't understand that daddy's not home. Why doesn't daddy love me anymore? And I'm reading all this shit and I'm like, I want to know what the hell caused this. Did somebody shit talk her online? Like every other keyboard warrior out there. And probably it's just frustration. It's probably like, and she just chose signed by Ottawa to be, their third string goalie. Fine. And their minor league team is where the fuck is their mind? Binghamton, maybe? No, that's us. No, that's us. It's another B Canada, team. Canadian B team. Okay. And then like stability. And then they put the guy on fucking waivers. And now he goes from being home with his wife or close to his wife and family to being in fucking Philly. You you can't keep moving like house hopping or apartment right. hopping. And at least Philly, their minor league team is in the same city. But geez, it's like I, I get it. Like I couldn't imagine being a wife of a fringe a, NHL player where you're going to be put on waivers, traded. You're always going to be part of some sort of deal. You know, you never know if you're going to be in the big game or you're going to move down back to the minors. Like one thing that she can probably lean lean put her, or at least put her hat on is the fact that. Your husband is is, is wanted by teams. Yeah, like only yeah, but only for certain situations. So like if if he were pulling his weight in Ottawa, they wouldn't have had to go out and trade for who they go out and trade for uh, Nielsen from mm-hmm. Vancouver. Right. They wouldn't have had to go and trade for him because now Craig Anderson's hurt. So yeah, I, I just I I read through all of that this today and I was like, wow, what the hell, man, like. You you just don't come out and go here. I want to tell a story, like something happened. So maybe it was just her way of letting the internet be a Doctor Phil for her. But wow, uh, it was maybe rough. it was just her blasting Ottawa. Oh, it was just tough. Which All is right. common. Which just common for wads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last devil segment that we have here, um, a podcast or a blog at least, uh, you can follow them. A A. All, all about a, the jersey. All about the jersey blog. It used to be in Lou We Trust. Mm. Um, so they put out an article, which I found pretty interesting. We don't necessarily need to go through everything. Uh, but on a, like a top five like to-do list. They started out the conversation by basically saying, you know, is our rebuild over? I, I will say yes. Because Shiro gutted a Lou Lamarillo organization and put his stuff in. So it's not like... Well, you might want to look at it if... I would look at it from, like, if you were rebuilding your house and you started in the attic. Like, we cleaned out all the upper management of Lou. Okay. Then we worked our way down 
to, to the, the roster. Staff. Okay. And we've cleaned out everything that Lou had there. Now we're we're I would say we're in the final stage of, you know, the the bottom floor of cleaning out players. Players. And you think about it, I mean the only players that are really left from Lou are Green and Zajac. That's it. Green, Zajac. I mean you could Corey. say like Corey, you could say Severson was there when Lou was there too. Like they were the his draft picks. But but, but you you've already gotten rid of the um Rod Pellies and 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 the like where it was, hey, you're a big name. You just go sit in the AHL for like you know five or six years and giving you good money. You be their captain. You know, be, yeah. be be the guy to tell them what to do when they it's, get to the big it, club. But I mean, on the other side, it's not like Shiro is. Da- other than Nico, it's not like he's dazzled us with his picks either. Well, because none of his picks have have Panned come out. up yet. Well, no, Zaka like, is not exactly what. Well, we no, I don't know. No, but Zaka wasn't Shiro's. Shiro was there. That was a Conti pick. All right. So, McLeod isn't exactly turning heads anywhere. Mm-hmm. Who drafted Quinville? Was it us? Yeah, because we got it back. We got the thirty pick back that when. Was, yeah. It's a Quinville. Quinville's a career AHLer at this point. I, I'm 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 off the Quinville train. He's the, a, the he's player. A, he's a third or fourth liner. He just <clears throat> he needs to know his role. And I'm shut sure his mouth. Yes. He needs to know his role. That. Dude, look, I get it. You can put up a ton of points in the AHL. Do you want to be the world's greatest AHL player or a serviceable NHL player? So make your decision. Are you going to be a guy that's going to bitch and moan that you're not getting power play time in the NHL, but you're playing good penalty-killing minutes, shut down you know, defensive forward, or do you want to go down to the AHL and be the world's greatest AHL player that can't fucking score in the NHL? So think- goaltending is an issue. Yeah. Uh, right we, you have to figure out who is your number one. Not, not number one. Who's your goalie going forward? Who's your goalie right. tandem going forward? If there's you, a must-win game, who are you putting in that? Are you talking right now? Yep. Or are you to, Out or, of the three that we Right have. now? Blackwood. Yep. Just because he's so hot right now. And what, what's your opinion, since you're, since you're a coach, with this whole hot hand thing? Yep. You're for yep. it or against it? All for it. What does that do with the, for the team? Does, or does or should it not matter? Does it not matter? I had a when I was coaching, I had my first year as a head coach. I had a freshman goalie who is really was like unbelievably lights good, out. Go like lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a senior goalie who was also incredibly, incredibly good. And the first four games, I rotated them. I went back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, back and forth. And the freshman goalie said, you know, I can play defense too, right? He's like, I have all the equipment. I can play defense. And I said, well, this is your choice. Do you want to play goal or do you want to play defense? And he said, I want to play. And I said, well, it's up to you. I was like, but you're, if once I put you in a defense, other than a catastrophe to this other guy, the senior, I was like, you're, you're the, you're going to play defense. And Mm -hmm. he said, that's the way it has to be. And then the next three years, that freshman, his sophomore, junior, and senior year, led the state in saves. Okay. So, I mean, you you go with the hot hand, and that senior had the hot hand. He had the motivation because it was his last year. Yeah. Okay. See, it's. Uh, I mean, I always. I I tend to think, for at least Hines, he he does it too quick. Where it's. You know, you 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 get like three shutouts in a row, and then you lose, and you lose a game five four. All right, you're out. Let's give Kincaid another shot. Like it's because apparently well, right who now starts tonight. Um, Blackwood Blackwood starts tonight. Kin- Kincaid goes in um, 
uh, the Golden Knights. That's right. It already is, came out. This is a game that the devil should win. Yeah, we're playing Arizona, Arizona. right? This is a game the devil should win. So hopefully, by the t- hopefully we can get home at a reasonable time to watch well, this game. Not easier for you than me. <laughs> Uh, they they mention about defense, especially the left side of our defense. You could name any of our defensemen, <clears throat> and I've said it before: none of the Devils' defensemen are number one defensemen. We don't have that number one. Scott Stevens, Scott Niedermeyer, Brian Rafalski. Um, if you if you had an opportunity for a trade, somebody walked up to you and say, "We will give you X player," and that X player is who you want to be that number one defenseman for us. Who would it be? I would toss it up right now between Roman Yossi. And probably either Seth Jones, who I fucking hate as a person, or Zach Warinsky. One of those two okay. from Columbus. Because those guys are number one defensemen. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that you could put on the power play, and he'll get you X amount of points. And you could also put him on the penalty kill. Would you say somebody like Butcher is not there yet? But Butcher's he's, not he, that kind of player. Really? No. He's just really just a passive player? Yeah, and not not making a joke, but like, yeah, he's not a he doesn't have the shot, or he's afraid to take it. Um, he's still in my mind, like a half a second behind. Mm-hmm. Like he gets the puck on his stick, he makes the right pass to who he's supposed to do, but he's like but a be- half a second between his brain and his fingers. It's, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's he and it, it goes in all three zones for him. Like in the sense that in the offensive zone, he he decides to either make that pass or take that shot a half a second late. It gets blocked or mm-hmm. it doesn't give the passer, the guy he's passing to, the opportunity. Uh, in the neutral zone, he's a half a second on that breakout pass or a half a second in stepping up. In the defensive zone, he's a half a second away from that breakout pass or getting on the guy in the corner, and that results in that guy in the corner on the other team with the puck having an opportunity to look around and make that pass. Like, people don't understand if you've never been to a hockey game and you're not sitting somewhere in the lower section, how fast the game is the game is, and how fast they have to make those decisions. So, he's st- so essentially, and, and he's still young. He is that, young. That, that's, that's, that's the... And I don't think our defensive coaches are helping him with that gap of mm-hmm. time. And then and, and and I made that comment I think one of the other shows in last year <laughs> that um you have guys like Ty Smith coming up, right? You have other guys um you know from from your junior teams, your 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 seniors in colleges that are coming into our organization. There's obviously a plan set at the NHL level where everything underneath you is this is how we want you to teach it. Right. Right? I don't like the way that the principle of the defense is planning out this thing it's, because right it's not like it used to be where when we would call somebody up from albany it would just be another fucking cog in the wheel where they already you, know the system they don't have to go through a practice they don't need it, to it literally is simply you're just wearing a jersey we don't need to put a name on the back of it right. and you're doing your job it's not like that anymore because we don't play that system and i don't think anybody can um, they were mentioning uh, also about the coaches. Obviously, they wrote the article prior to Hines being resigned. But um, if you break down all of the coaches, obviously we have Hines now for a while. Um, we pretty much all want Nazarene gone. I mean, that's a that's a even on all about the jersey. Mm, they mentioned him, but it wasn't like a. 
not to say they were passive in the article. I think they just put out the facts and like that was it. They didn't necessarily go on. I'll tell you who's a guy that I wouldn't Let's mind see. having as our defensive coach, and I didn't think about it until I started watching the World Juniors. Uh, former Devil who? and Swedish player. Who? Tommy Abilene. Tommy Abilene was he w- wasn't he with the Canadians or something? Like, he was the assistant. He oh I don't know if it's NHL wise, but in the World Junior, he's he was the assistant coach for Team Sweden. There's a guy I wouldn't mind having as a defensive coach. And if we're talking about other former Devils that were coaching in the World Junior, uh-huh. Patrick Eliash was for the Czech team. Do you think? Assistant. Do you, nope. <laughs> I know where you're going. I'm just going to say be, no. Because I, it, would, it would almost end up being in that whole Scott Stevens thing. Yep. It's like, you want to bring him in, that's great. But what happens when you have to when fire him? you have to him? fire him, right. That, His number's a, hanging up there. You can't. Nope. I know that's where you were going. And, and, I, don't, and I don't think that he... I don't know if he'd want to come back so soon to no. get into our, like, I think he, maybe he'd want to come back and give his expertise if we were closer to a cup than, than not. I could see him being a good assistant coach. Oh, of course. Somewhere. Not a head, not a head coach. No. And I think he wants to probably say in the, the check and kind of learn, start mm-hmm. his way up there. Um, just re- looking through the article and all that kind of stuff. They don't really mention Nazarene's name as a, Mike Mike Greer doesn't really do anything. He's kind of he he was like uh, what's his name was last season. Um, Clo Ryan Clo was like yeah. he, he, you know you have a good hockey mind here. We want you to put that to our team. He's a good team guy that the guys <laughs> yeah. that the players can go talk to. And Kowalski's I guess too new at the NHL level to really go. You know, you know I don't did he do good do well, do well in um, uh, Albany and Binghamton like. I mean, you look at the guys coming up. I just you know, don't like, get some of their decisions because that's the guy that's in charge of the power play, and mm-hmm. I don't get the the constant east-west pass from Hall to mm-hmm. Palmieri. Like, granted, Palmieri's got a good shot from that side, and, right? but they should be on the other sides. Like, does Hall not have confidence in his one-timer? Does Palmieri, I know Palmieri does because he fucking rips it when Hall's not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then the Taylor Hall situation, oh, our scoring, other than our top, top line, line. Well, which kind of combines the whole Taylor Hall thing, too. But, yeah, scoring beyond the – we have ebbs and flows of when this happens. Like when against Boston, we were getting it from all lines. We, right. There are other t- games that we've had it from all lines. Um, we, you and I have been commenting that, and I've also seen it online, that people are witnessing our team is a little bit better without, without Taylor, Taylor Hall, Hall and yep. at times Brian Boyle. So that that hit that stabs two parts of, of people's hearts. For- I think our forward lines are one. Well, again, we never have our top six players healthy enough for long periods of time mm-hmm. where chemistry can blossom. Were you going to say that we are probably one? Very good, decent forward We're away from having a six forward away yeah. from having real good depth. So then I'll go back into the cloud. You trade somebody, you trade Corey to Columbus, yeah, but and you bring back Bobrovsky and, and no, Panarin. No. And you and, and you say, He's not going anywhere, he's going to resign there. Who Bobrovsky, really? No, uh, Panarin. He gave up on his New York dreams. No, I just have a feeling he's going to resign there because I think he came out recently and said I'd be open to talking about a contract. With so him. he so he changed his stance because okay. he knows they're a good team. Mm. But if you told me that I could get like a, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like somebody that's a top six player but not like a stud, like a, if, like if, obviously if, not like a Patrick Kane. If you if you can get a mirror image of like a Marcus Johansson on a good day. 
not on a on a concussion day or an injury day. Like that kind of level, I think, is where we need it from between that mm-hmm. second third line to get. We need another Palmieri like player where I you could we, put him on the top line, you could put him on the second line, and he's still going to produce. We kind of had one, and he went to he went to Anaheim, which was a great hockey fucking trade. It was, only, it was only, a great trade. The only problem was we don't have Adam Henrique anymore. Yeah. We had the guy. He but had see, a like Henrique, see, I always thought if we kept Henrique and we didn't make that trade, that you would have had Hall, everything, Nico, everything on everything on one line. Hall, Nico, and Palmieri as a line. And then Zaka would play wing, and you would have had Zaka, you know, Mojo, and... Henrique. Uh, Henrique is your center, your second line, and then your third line. You could have Jasper Bratt and Miles Wood. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's where I thought they were going. And then when they traded Henrique, I was kind of like, "That fucking stings a little." Um, but we needed defensive. We, we help, need defensive and I just help. don't think Votnin is the defensive, and I use air quotes there, help mm-hmm. that we need. Is he a person who plays defense? Yes, yes. but he is not. In my mind, yeah. a defenseman. Everybody wants him to be a Scott Stevens when he's really more of a like a Rafalski like that. Yeah, but even mm-hmm. Rafalski knew how to play defense. Like sometimes Votnin does shit. Yes, and I forget what game he, it was. He, I think he has it brain was, farts. I think it was the Vegas game. Brain farts. A lot of brain. Where farts. like he made a drop pass to the other team. Like you're a fucking defenseman, dude. You don't make a drop pass in the offensive zone because you know what? No one is behind you. <laughs> So they also moved on to the Taylor Hall situation. I believe that with the re-signing of Hines, that at least gives a chip in the Hall direction that of him re-signing. likes him. Which I think he does. Because of what when he came out before about him basically calling him out and saying, you sucked. And he's like, yeah, I am. I do. And, and I sat out and I get it. Like, he's open to this kind of shit. Uh, Taylor Hall's mentioned in other situations where when he was in Edmonton, he didn't want to talk to coaches. Right. He just wanted to play hockey and well, that and this is a situation where he looks at our cap space and he sees that we have it. There's room, and if he for, wants for... to go to a contender, he's not going to get the eight and a half slash nine and a half. He's going to ask for. So it's it's a rough thing, but I'm sure Edmonton would take him back. I'm sure they would. You know what? And for a small thing, I'd take Larson back just to fill a hole. If they want to take Lovejoy for Larson, one for yeah, one, we'll go for it. Going. All right, let's rip through some of this hockey news thing. We went really long on the doubles thing, but still, hey, it was, what, two weeks? Yep. All right. We're going to go quick through this. Mikey Peluso uh, files, a devil, uh, files a lawsuit against the Devils because of his concussions. The question I have for you is, since the ownership, since management, since all that, all those people who are during the Mike Peluso era are gone, right? Mm-hmm. The real person he has to sue is Lula Amarillo. Yeah, so if he sues the Devils, what is it? How does the Devils go? What? What do you want me to do? Uh, I mean, is, is I'm no legal a... expert, but uh, he, if I'm the Devils lawyer, I'd be like, none of these people, not even the owners, have Are anything here. to do with it. Yeah. So the real person you want to sue is out in Long Island, sir. Is either a out in Long Island or b the NHL for allowing this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Ovechkin skipping the All-Star game because he wanted to take a longer break. Good for him. He's getting nine days off in the NHL season. And he well, and plus one, so that's ten because he's getting suspended for a game. Ten days off. Um, in my opinion, I don't I don't care for the All-Star game anymore. Right. I'd rather have that skills competition the and then leave it alone. That's it, right. Or have every team do their own skills competition and then compare yeah. 
and be like, there's your skills competition. The fastest skater in the league is Miles Wood based on his times. The end. Yeah. And, the and, All-Star game's a fucking joke. Although, the, the, if they did have it in New Jersey, I'd probably go. There's there's no... Oh, because it's hockey. You get to see all the All-Stars in the game. Um, I'd the, rather go to the Fan Fest and stand in line and get autographs from, mm-hmm. like, McDavid and shit. Cool. Oh, yeah, I'll do that, too. Uh, the Winter Classic was January 1st uh, at Notre Dame Stadium, which, from a college football standpoint... I would have fucking went to that game. And I froze my ass off at the at the stadium series when the Devils and Rangers played. Yep. I would have went for the simple fact that it's fucking Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, absolutely. They're talking about the Cotton Bowl next year. I'll go to the fucking Cotton Bowl in Texas next year. Because it's the Cotton Bowl. What do you think they're playing? Dallas and I don't know. I they haven't uh, named it yet. Our, 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 our Devils fanboys who are from Texas are like, put us in, put us in. Like Dallas and, and, well, if and, put and the us Devils. In. It would be 20 years. No, it wouldn't because we didn't play that. Did we play that? Yeah, we played them in 2000. That's Okay, so that's one thing. Or, or they picked Buffalo. Or or the or the other reality, you have Dallas, Dallas Stars. Come on, Minnesota, come on down. Yeah, that's what everyone, that's the popular idea. I would not be surprised if it's Vegas. They're talking about Vegas as being one of them. I would not be at surprised. At some point, yeah. No, I meant like it would be Dallas, Vegas. Really? Okay, well... You need, you need, Am I you... watching that game? Yes. No. No? I might watch it for the intros. Like, I really did like the Notre Dame game. I liked how they they showed the pregame where the Bruins players walk through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Peaky Blinders. They all had the, the Boston caps on, and they all looked like they showed the guys. I thought that was awesome. I thought that both teams walking through like Notre Dame football does like from the I think it's from the library mm-hmm. I didn't think that they showed touchdown Jesus enough um, I thought the venue was great I thought that the if you were there I thought it would be a better game to watch oh yeah for the sake of it just looked like the stands were closer mm-hmm. to the ice than when we went to the Yankee game one and oh, you yeah. were like I was watching the game on TV pretty much hammered but I was watching the game on TV um, if the Devils ever go to another Winter Classic kind of game, would you go? I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils, because Colorado is playing in one two next year, an outdoor game. So that would at be Air Force. I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils. I mean, if you if they're looking for like a history, yeah, you know, you could do the Devils wearing the old Colorado. Cons- considering they're doing this whole theme of heritage jerseys, right? It, it plays into that role. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the finality of the uh, Hacksaw Flyers uh, divorce finally happened, and when it did, everybody went, "Okay, yeah, way to go!" Spoiler: Yeah, <laughs> if you don't want to know what happens and, and, on Monday night, if you don't want to see <laughs> Mick Foley win the title, I, I basically put on here as a note is I I simply hate social media because they called for Haskell's firing for like three days. Like they had a game on the West Coast. They said he's getting fired. Next thing you know, he's the plane's touching down. First question: Hey, there's rumors that you got fired. Yep. And he's like, you know, sleeping his eye. He goes, what? Are you doing? What? Yeah, I don't really I, have I, any love for the newspapers either. Uh, quick thing out of Ottawa, I guess. There's there's bullshit talk about a new arena and who's getting stiff with a billion dollars, and it's another Ottawa shit show. Yeah. Uh, Say hello to your Quebec Nordiques in the near future. Philadelphia Flyers forward Yuri Laterra charged with involvement in a cocaine distribution ring. <laughs> what's Everybody's what's, innocent what's, until proven guilty. Well, I don't know how it is in Finland. What um, um what's worse, a, a cocaine distribution ring or a prostitution ring for an NHL player? I don't know. 
I'm going to go with Coke. Okay. I'm going to go with Coke. I like Pepsi. Anyway, Star's Ownership. And this was a fun one, wasn't oh, it? this was awesome. This decided to go on an expletive-laden tirade over the poor performances of their superstars, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. How do you think they took it, the players? Those two players, not the rest of the team, because the rest of the team was probably all behind Sagan and Ben. Sagan and Ben. Um, from what I've read. Not, not what they said. Oh, just, uh, okay, behind the scenes kind of right. thing? Um, who the fuck are you to, to call my, my, my male genitals out on the table like that after you just smacked down and gave me millions of dollars? You're two superstars and you're calling us out. Who the fuck are you? Well, here's the problem with Dallas. <laughs> they're, they're very much like the Devils. They're a one-line team. They're one, if you get past Ben, Sagan, and Radulov, you could even throw Klingberg in there. And they're, they're almost... I mean, Klingberg's a better defenseman than any of us have on the Devils, but you can almost see. like It's like looking in a mirror. Like... Wow, Jason Spezza? Is that Patrick? Is that <laughs> Zajac? You know, like, yeah. it's very, very similar. So when Hall or Nico or Palmieri don't step up, you know, our team sucks. Well, it's the same with them. But you don't see... Oh, it's very unprofessional. To, to, to lash? Look, you can lash out. I, I, I would have no problem with lashing out. If it's simple, if 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 a watered down version is basically says, yeah, we fucking suck and we need something to change it, fine. That's like the standard line that you would throw out there. To go on a a to ha- call in because I listened to I forget what fucking podcast it was, but they were they talked to the guy who wrote the article mm-hmm. in the Athletic, <clears throat> and he was like, they sent us a, they sent me and the Dallas newspaper guy a text saying. Uh, we want to talk to you. Come in at noon. And he goes, the Dallas newspaper guy didn't come. I did. And he goes, throughout the interview, I constantly kept looking at my like recorder and going, like, are you sure you want to say this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, what we don't know is maybe the, the Jim, Jim Kite, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, or Jim Light, sorry, uh, has had multiple conversations with these two guys. Maybe they are a poison in the sense that, like, we know Sagan has a history of partying. We know that Ben and Sagan are best friends. So maybe it's so like a on- Jeff Carter, Mike Richards kind Where of Where ownership is, is blasting you. But, but if you tried before. But if you read between the lines, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Like, kind of, yeah. It could, okay, I would agree with that. If there's a history do I there. Think, I, do I think either one of them get traded? No. No. You can't trade um, Sagan. You can't trade $20 million. No. Like, together they make $20 million. So. You're not going to get back what you're trading. That's the thing. Not right now either. So. All right. So we get off of the the, the news segment into a a New Year's resolution. It is, you know, 2019. Uh, as We're going to run through these quick. As you last heard from uh, from December is what, what would we like under our. Under our puckmas tree, this is what we would like resolution team by team. You said the Anaheim Ducks need to pretend that they're to stop pretending that they're a contender. <laughs> they're almost pre- like the person that's like, I'm going to go to the gym and work out really hard this year. Well, we're going to be contenders. No, you're not. Boston Bruins. Stop letting. We're not going to let Brad Marchand distract us. Like, I'm not going to go back to him anymore. He's my ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend. 
Buffalo Sabres. We're not going to blow this. We're not going to blow this. Calgary Flames. No, really, our goalies are good. Seriously. No, they're not. Okay. Look at Calgary's scores. They're beating teams like 8-5. to Some baseball scores. Yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. We're just going to keep coming up with cornier and cornier win celebrations. The other day they did a bowling one. Yes, I saw that one. That was pretty cool. Oh. Uh, there was another news out of Carolina. Um, wasn't it that they wanted to play like in Montreal or something, and they talked uh, the Carolina talked to Montreal about wearing their like road uniforms, so or their their away uniforms, so Carolina can wear their whites because the Carolina owner hates their home jersey colors. They did wear the Whaler jerseys though. <laughs> Would you buy a Whaler jersey? Just a jersey? I have a Whaler jersey. Ah, I might go out and get one too. I have a and, Jeff. I have an, the, the one right before they left mm-hmm. Hartford. The, with the blue and the gray, the dark blue, the green, and the gray. Jeff Sanderson. I'm still on the fence about a, a Vegas one. Depending on how Seattle's looks, I might get a Seattle. Yeah, I think I think Seattle's going to be a bust, like cut jersey wise. I think it's going to be hyped up, and then we're going to be like, eh. It'll be the Devils colors, but like neon. <laughs> I, I think the or they're gonna, yeah they're going to be like red and black. That's what Ugh. some people are saying. Blackhawks. With their all black, uh, her, uh... I, I didn't mind them. I just thought the bottom of their jerseys were busy. Like it looked like a music, like like mm-hmm. what do you call those things? The, the musical notes. The musical like yeah. thing that they write the notes on. That's yeah. what it looked like. I thought it was too busy. And at times I thought it was gray. Because just because the of the lines were yeah. so close. <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I will trade one of these big guys and tank for Jack Hughes. If they could trade. Taves, and then tank and get Jack Hughes. That would boost their team up again. Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to prove. We're going to prove last year wasn't a fluke. Well, when fucking your first line guys have like a million points in like the first thirty games. Okay. Columbus Blue Jackets. I promise to our fans that it'll be okay if we lose everybody. <laughs> our two biggest stars. And 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 are you talking through um, John Tortorella's yeah. voice? <laughs> It'll be okay, motherfuckers. <laughs> you pieces of shit, motherfuckers. You're going to come to the games anyway. <laughs> Dallas Stars. Uh, I promise I'll try hard the whole game. <laughs> the whole game. Promise not to get ripped out by my owner again. Detroit Red Wings. I will not promise free fries if we score three goals in the game. Did you hear that story? <laughs> that they used to, if someone scored a hat trick, right. this is when they were good. Right. That like everybody in the arena got like a free slice of pizza or whatever. Sure. Now it's if the team scores three goals, everybody gets fries. A small fry, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Edmonton Oilers. Oh, boy. I promise to ride Connor McDavid until he gets us to the promised land. Wow. He's going to have to use a lot of lube. Yeah. Florida Panthers. I promise to pack up quickly and move to Quebec. <laughs> the Los Angeles Coval, I mean, Kings. I promise we really aren't that bad. Mm. Perhaps a little moving moving truck with some players in it. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll help that. Minnesota Wild. I promise to get past the first round. Mm, that's going to be an empty promise. Montreal Canadiens. I promise we won't trade <laughs> Perry Price, Domi, or Drury. For nothing. For nothing. <laughs> uh, plant, the side B of that one is, I promise that we will fire a general manager yeah, ASAP. Well, that was on their Christmas list. Mm. Well, let's move over to a to a New Year's resolution. Nashville Predators. I promise that the regular season really means something. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the Washington Capitals where it's just speed to like game eighty one. Come on, let's go. 
Or gave me two. Us, the New Jersey Devil. I promise that we can get better on defense. I hope so, too. I pray. If you don't pray out there, just do whatever to your whatever higher power. Let us get us some fucking defense. Uh, the New York uh, Jason Tavares Islanders. Yeah. I promise that we're over JT. He's he's not he's not better than us. We're 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 a good team, and they are. The Islanders are a good team. Now let They're me fun ask, to watch. Now let me ask a question regarding the Islanders. Right, there was a big talk about oh Jason Tavares in Toronto. So it was Toronto versus the Islanders in Toronto. Oh, this is a big game for JT. This is against the Islanders. They I didn't shut out. But I sat there and I go, no, it's not. It's him not. him going to Long Island yes. is the bigger story. Yeah. Stupid. Yes. Because what That's does he the have? Media hyping something that it doesn't need. To that hype. doesn't need to. Hype. The right. Rangers. I Rangers. Promise, I promise that Hank won't get angry not playing in the playoffs for the rest of his career. <laughs> Smack is a uh, what do you call it? Stick on the on the on the goal, right? Uh, Ottawa Senators. I prom. They have two. I promise to use Uber less, and I bet we could pack quicker to Quebec than Florida can. <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers. No, no. For the last thirty years, I promise we can find a goalie. <laughs> At least they're consistent. Phoenix Coyotes. They have two as well. Mm-hmm. I promise that we'll really, really enjoy the Central Division <laughs> when Seattle comes because we'll be in Houston. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I promise to turn it on from now until the end of the season. Oh, and yeah. They are because they fucking smoked the Rangers the other day. Mm-hmm. St. Louis Blues. Uh, I promise that we really tried to be better. <laughs> maybe we're, Maybe a rebuild. Might be a rebuild. I'll All take, right, it's definitely a rebuild. I'll, I'll take Tarasenko, no problem. Yeah, no. <clears throat> For a bag of pucks. San you Jose learned, Sharks. You haven't learned your lesson on a fucking enigmatic Russian score? Sure. <laughs> okay, because you haven't learned your lesson. <laughs> hopefully hopefully he done. picks 17 so I can get my jersey redone. Yeah. You <laughs> mean your Michael Ryder jersey? Yes. <laughs> um, the San Jose Sharks, I promise we we will have chemistry, especially on our defense. Now, if you look, Eric Carlson is actually putting together some points. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning? I promise we'll get past Toronto. In the playoffs. <laughs> Toronto? I promise we'll get past Toronto, Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Vancouver Canucks. I promise we'll get someone to protect our young, skilled kids so that they don't get hurt. Uh, the Las Vegas Golden Blue Man Groups. I promise last year was not a fluke, and they're coming on hot. Washington Capitals. I promise never to drink again if we win the cup. <laughs> Coffee on all of us, please. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg Jets. And I promise not to get smoked by Vegas in the playoffs this year. Uh, so we go from wishes to feelings. Yeah. It's always about feelings. We're getting closer to Valentine's Day. I know it's early in Je- January. I know. But hey, you know what? You go to the store, they're probably putting out swimsuits already. But anyway, going about feelings. You have questions about feelings. Right. How would you feel about such and such? So so let, let's I, start this I one. know your feelings about this first subject. You're You're against it. But strategically, it works, and that is pulling the goalie. Sometimes it's a must. Like, you, you have to. If you want to think back to 1994 when we lost to the Rangers, well, we would have lost a lot sooner if we didn't pull the goalie. Okay. Pukin. Okay. But other. I'm sorry. Did you just have a seizure or something? <laughs> Michael J. Fox talked about it. <laughs> um, but, like, other coaches abuse it like Patrick Waugh when he was on Colorado if he was down by like three goals in the second period he would just pull his goalie that's stupid 
or like eight, nine minutes left in the third period and they're down by a couple of goals, he would just pull the goalie. Not because they were on a power play. He would just look. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose. But maybe, you know, six on five, six on four. You have a chance. We have a chance. And we have enough time to go, to go from being down, let's say, 4-2 or 4-1. Well, now it's 4-2. I just know? I just hate it simply because of our team not having enough puck possession so that you know when you pull a goalie, it's instant an empty netter. Yeah, we don't. We don't have a, a defenseman that can hold on to the puck on the blue line. All right, B, players not wanting to wear shields. Now, there is a rule in the NHL that any player coming in has to. So eventually, there's only a handful of players in the league that don't, that don't wear a shield now okay. because they were here before the rule was in place. All right. Like Getzloff, um, Joe Thornton. It, I mean, it, it, it's you look on both sides of it. Okay, one, it, you know, pucks flying at your face. Would you like to break your nose or just shatter the glass and and, and not have anything? When I play, I personally don't wear one. The other side of it, you want to get crunched into the boards and have that glass, you know, have a deep cut in your nose and get yeah. get a few stitches well, and glue. That's, that's I the, mean, that doesn't bother me. Like there, I I have worn one playing. And it always fogs up, mm-hmm. and it always sometimes it can cause more damage to you mm-hmm. because, yeah. like you said, like well, let's say I get crunched up against the board. Well, my helmet's going to go forward, right, and, and down, my, and my visor is going to go right into my nose. Yeah, and it's going to break your nose, going to cut um, your nose, everything. Yeah, it's. If I, I personally think in the <clears throat> NHL, they're at the point where like cages. No, no, no. Longer shields. No, that if I don't want to wear one, then I shouldn't have to wear one. Like, if I don't want it's I'm taking my own risk to risk, you know, like if I don't want to wear a shield, I shouldn't have to wear a shield. And that's the NHL's way of making, you know, everybody protected and and not missing games and stuff. But on the same side, you're also they're taking out fighting because you're not going to fight with the shield Mm because you're going to punch and you're going to hit the corner of that glass and cut your hand up. So I got another question for you. What about viewers not wanting to watch the shield? Anyway. There's, there's a wrestling, wrestling thing. Okay, uncensored mics on players. I, when you said that, I thought you meant the fucking oh, the, the, the TV <laughs> show, the Shield, with what's his name? No, we are a hockey and wrestling, not hockey and, and entertainment TV. I, it shows you what I'm thinking that when you said Shield, I did not think of wrestling. <laughs> I'm like, why is he bringing up the Shield? That show hasn't been on TV in years. Look, we we could we should just really just change the name of the show to fucking like. High sticks and coffins at yeah. this point because because <laughs> the, the WWE's wrestlers and product are dying. Um, uncensored mic on players. Uh-huh. I think it would be awesome to hear. You know, I wanted what, to I wanted to hear what Crosby and Ma- and um, Ovechkin were really saying. Yeah. Not not through the sponge that Pierre Maguire is. I, I think like <clears throat> if you offered a service where it's like you order the NHL package and. Do you have the NHL package? No, I do not. So, like, when you pull it up on the screen, channel, whatever it is, it'll show you the list of the games. And sometimes mm-hmm. you'll see, like, Montreal-Dallas, the Dallas feed, Montreal-Dallas, mm-hmm. the Montreal feed. Well, what if they just put another one in where there's no commentating? Where there's just uh, it's ice just mics. The, ice mics on the refs. It's ice mics on the boards. It's ice mics on a couple of the players. Oh, yeah. At least, I would at watch least that once. game every time. At least once, yeah. I, I'd love to hear. Look, there are games that we go to where there's five thousand. If 
uh, fans in the stands, and you can hear the play on the ice. I'm interested in that because I actually want to hear what it's like. I I really would. Then again, I think about it. Okay, well, like if I can hear it, like it's it's almost like stealing signs in the NFL. Like if you hear somebody shouting for something, are you? Trust me, those guys are not. It's again, it's not like stealing signs in baseball in the NFL. Like everybody on the ice knows what the other team is doing. It's It's just your skills going like. Like basketball, like, all right, we're going to run to number four, number three, offense. Or It's not like they're doing that. It's more, you know, like situational. Like, hey, 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 I'm open. Or, hey, yeah, hey, right. hey, pick them up. Um, I would like to also kind of goes with the uncensored mic. I'd like to see more behind the scenes stuff. Kind of like what the, at least with our, what the Devils do, uh, or at least beginning of this season, the with their lead up to the season. But or even... all season. I know the Bruins had it, <clears throat> used to do it behind mm-hmm. the B. Montreal used to do it. Almost but, like also too what they were doing to lead up to the um, the winter classic, the winter classic the kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and now it's on the NHL network, the road to the winter classic thing. But so it was awesome when it was on HBO, where you would get at like nine o'clock they would play the censored version where you could show your kids, mm-hmm. and then at ten o'clock they would reshow it again, and that's when you get your Tortorella like, "What the fuck are you doing in the locker room?" That I I, I think it sells I, the game. I would. It sells the game. It sells the players and their per- like. As much as I hate Sean Avery, when he when they did that road to the Winter Classic with the Rangers and they showed him like behind the scenes at like a photo shoot and all this stuff, like you get to understand where the guy is coming from. I mm-hmm. I don't like it. But right. The Olympics. What do you think? It cuts into being a season ticket holder. So now I'm I am monetarily invested in my team. Um. I know, and I get that they they scrunch the schedule if they have two two to three weeks off because of it. Um, it's it's pride of your country. If you want to go play, play. And I really think that from an NHL standpoint, I get it. You, it, it's it, it's our product that you are renting for two weeks, and if it gets hurt, that sucks for us. It doesn't suck for you. It sucks for us. Well, so they the don't want to do like, it. It should be up to the player. Right. So what you're saying, you should you player and team player to leave your team. <clears throat> yes, and you know what, you may get a, 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 like a roster exemption. Like if Taylor Hall wants to go over and play for Canada, okay, we get we get two two roster slots to fill for the no, for two weeks. It. You wouldn't need that because <clears throat> you would just call somebody up. Every team would have to do that, but then it's not fair. Here's the reason why it's not fair. Let's say you get a team like. Half Chicago. Your, half your team goes for right. Team America. For Chicago, you're going to get – Kane's going to be gone, and Taves is going to probably be gone, and Keith and, and mm-hmm. Seabrook and maybe Corey Crawford. And mm-hmm. now they're losing five guys, and you want them to keep playing against an NHL team that like us where yeah, we, have one we might not lose anybody. <clears throat> right. You know, I don't think Taylor we'll, Hall we'll still lose, but anyway. ever made the Olympics. <laughs> I don't think he made the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't so. think he was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it. Like, I think it's fun to watch on TV when it's in a market where the games could be on at prime time. Because we live in an attention deficit disorder society. Because the last Olympics, even though there was like no NHL players, there were a couple of games that I got up and watched at like six in the morning Mm -hmm. to watch it. But then on the other side, I'm like, if you put this on at 8 o'clock at night, I'm just going to Google what happened. I'm not going to watch mm-hmm. it, wait till 8 o'clock to watch mm-hmm. it. So, and the other thing I don't like about it is the NHL takes all the risk by sending their players there and get none, none. of the reward. 
Right. They don't get any money from the IOC. They don't get any of the money from the TV rights. They can't even use video of Olympic stuff. Of Olympics thing. Wow. So like Parisi scoring that goal or Crosby scoring that golden goal and stuff. Like they can't even show that on TV. Wow. Not even like blurred up no. and edited. And... No, wow. they can't show any of that stuff. So like the league gets nothing out of it other than like, oh, it sells the game of our players. But then they can't even show so, that in our game. So, so a business-related aspect to that is, if fine, if you're going to send, we get a piece too, just like they're doing with, um, uh, what do you call it, with the, with betting, that yep. that the, the, the league is going to get some kind of dividend from sports betting. If you're going to send it to the Olympics, give us footage, give us money because you're raking it in from sponsors and, and all better, that kind of you stuff. You better pay at least somewhat of the insurance in case somebody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Sure. Uh, drug use in the NHL. Um, I would think this for any sport, to be honest. Obviously, there's going to be a list. Let's just let's just put it this way: I'm a diabetic. I have diabetic medicines. Is that a drug? It's it's something yeah. to. Okay, you're talking about cocaine. You're talking yes. about pot. You're talking about all that kind of pot? shit. What are you fucking? Shut up, six year old man. Shut. Better watch no, out. No, no, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm not okay. Um, drugs and drugs. Drug use in any sport. I think one and done. Really? Yes. So even if it's a non-performance-enhancing drug? You have to look at a, a list. I mean, obviously we're going to agree on if it's Coke, f- whatever the heart, heroin, whatever, one and done for that kind of shit. Really? I'm the opposite. Because because you're, you're okay, who gives a shit about hurting you because you already took that chance? On the other aspect of it, you're going to do a line of coke and go out there and try to check somebody in the head and you're going to lose balance. See, you're going to do something. I don't something. think it's that. <clears throat> I don't think it's that kind of thing. I think it's more like I don't think you're. I mean, have there probably been players that have drunk that but, play yeah. drunk and mm-hmm. like Derek Sanderson that used to play on the Bruins in the 70s. It was like legendary for his partying. I'm sure. I'm sure that there have been players that have come drunk, especially in the olden days. Mm-hmm. But what I think like when you think of like coke use i don't think you're going to see players like doing coke before like on their dashboard before they walk (laughs) into the game okay i think it's more along the lines of like the daily grind of the physical beating that these guys take takes the edge off kind of concept like Like, you're telling would you rather have a player a child of yours that is a professional athlete a taking painkillers prescribed by the team to kind of take that ache away or let them smoke weed or rub that hemp oil or whatever shit on them so that it soothes their kind of muscles and takes the edge off. So again, it, it's, it's, it's that type. I, I think if, if hard drugs, like, like the, the, the ones that you describe when you talk about the country as a whole outside of sports being an epidemic, that's what you need to tackle. If you're looking at pot, hemp oils or things like that that are that have at least shown that have some type of positive effect that takes pain away you know stops seizures all that kind of shit i'm all for that if it's medically positive for the player right but if, if no, he's if he's doing gonna look into that <clears throat> if somebody's gonna do blow take a hike if, if, if you got an illness that marijuana or, or something like that is, is going to take away and it's more than two, two tubes of Ben Gay that's going to fix it, okay. Like, I don't, I don't have that issue. League, see, like, that's what the league needs to look into because there are too many players 
after they're done playing. Oh, they have like are horribly addicted to painkillers. Mike Peluso. Right. Like, look at any of those players who who played in the 60s, 70s. But they're they're horribly, and even if you look at other leagues, they're horribly addicted because the team will be like, all right, take two of these and go to sleep, and we'll see you tomorrow. And now, all right, you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, bang, your career's over. Well, guess what? The pain's still there, but the pills aren't. So now what are you doing? Now you're going on the street looking for painkillers. Mm-hmm. Or you're, you go, well, fuck it. I might as well just try heroin. It's almost the same thing. And now you're creating. Whereas if you just, and this is coming from a guy who's never smoked weed or anything in his entire life. Right? I, I can say that. I'm drug free too. Yeah, I've never we're, drunk. Like, we're, I've we're been C- in places. We're, where, we're CM Punk yeah, um, straight edged. Okay. <laughs> but I've been in places. I, I've know what it smells like i know sure. i mean i've been hot boxed but i've never personally hot. smoked myself but like if you told me that dude if you just smoke like if i'm a professional athlete if you just smoke it's going to help you because i remember and i know we're going long here but like i remember coming home from games at like 10 11 o'clock at night and your body is still like in game mode ramped yeah. up now it's one, two o'clock in the morning, and I'm still amped up, and I can't. But if you told, like, I know I had teammates in college that would just smoke up and be like, I come home, they they would walk off of the bus, go Light into up. their car, get with, and walk to the dorm smoking up, and he's like, oh, I slept like a baby last night. I'm like, it's fucking three thirty in the morning, and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, like still the ultimate up. warrior on the fucking ropes. Yeah. But now if you're telling me that like, and I never smoked weed, and Maybe I should have, but like, if you're telling me that I could take something, even a pill form of it, where it's not really addictive, where it's just going to be like, it, it relaxes oh. you enough to to relax your body from what you've just went through. Yeah, and this that kind of conversation goes to beyond sports. Absolutely, it goes to the human, the you know your 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 kids in school kind of shit. It goes to people who have like cerebral palsy or or, or um, illnesses that that'll help. It goes to uh, military with post traumatic stress disorder and all that shit. Do, it, do you think once America and Canada pretty already has, but once the USA legalizes it recreationally, that the professional sports leagues will look into it. Yes. And I look into it and I would hope do enough research to go, okay. Cause as I know you're jumping off topic, other sports like the NFL and stuff like that. You see players tweeting that there are supposed to be random drug tests. There are guys that will say in a eight week period, two months, they got tested seven times and they say, how is that random? Right. Okay. Well, maybe it's not as random. Maybe it's the team going, I know Tom Brady is not smoking fucking weed. Right. Pick him. I know. I don't don't test Gronk. <laughs> don't test that guy. Test that guy. And, but I think in, in general for drug use, for sports, if there's a medical report behind it that says it drastically reduces issues, yeah. After sure a game, I, I'm sure, sure there are those medical reports. And then the other one, my last comment here is what do you think about the partying in the NHL? If you listen to other podcasts like Spit and Chicklets where they have all of these uh, current and former players coming in talking about like their wild stories and whatnot, you know, 
is it wrong for somebody like Andrew Ference, where I think we talked about this the last podcast, <clears throat> where he was on Edmonton in the early mid two thousands, and he called out that that team was too busy partying and acting like a professional outside of the arena rather than being a professional inside the arena. Is it wrong for him to do that? Now, I just want to throw out there um, our current player who was on that team. Oh, Mr. Taylor Hall. <clears throat> um, Is it wrong? I don't think it's wrong. I mean, I, I remember being in college and kind of calling out guys like – I think, especially my my junior year when we were good, like calling out guys. Like most of us would go the night before a game, would go to like dinner, like to fucking Ruby Tuesdays or the the bar, you know, next to our school, and then we'd go to the movie theater that was right next to our school, and then you'd go home, play some fucking PlayStation or, you know, whatever. But there were other guys that would just flat out just get hammered, didn't care. And it was a Friday night, and I get it, and you're in college, but, you know. It, um, <clears throat> I think you're grown men at that point. You you have, you know, you've been drafted by a, a major team. You have rules and regulations that you need to follow. And, again, that, that follows that whole straight-edge kind of shit that I grew up on and all the crap. <clears throat> it's clobbering time. Um, do, you, do you call out teams? That I think that's Bush League. I, I think if there's issues, you keep it in-house. What about you know, all your former 1986 Met players now that all those stories are coming out? It's sad. It, it may, I mean, from a fan standpoint, um, I look at guys like Lenny Dykstra and having all these issues. I go, it's sad for him. You know, he had a, he had a glorious strawberry. Yeah, Gooden. and Gooden. And, I mean, Gooden went on through the Yankees and threw, threw a no-hitter, threw a perfect game or whatever, you know, that kind of shit. I mean, they bounce back. It's, it's, it's just sad to see that, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to hear of, oh, you know, Martin Bordeaux cheated on his wife and banged his banged his wife's sister. Like it's like I don't I don't want to know about that shit because it doesn't interest me. It's sad that it leaks out because now you're ruining two lives. You're ruining yours That's, because you're a snitch and I, now you're ruining the other one too. I have Could, a feeling in in the society that we live in now where well, everybody has a camera, everybody well, can tweet. Well, look at the Uber. Look at that right? Uber situation that in it's, Ottawa. It's going to happen. It's going to happen more and more often and I think, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you be have smarter. To, you have to be like Derek Jeter smart. Like twenty four like twenty four seven. Like what stories did you ever hear about Derek Jeter? Zip. But you knew he was banging all those hot chicks. Like you knew that he would walk into a bar and be like But but here's the thing. He banged Jennifer Lopez. That's the worst news you heard about Derek Jeter and his oh, whole playing thing. He banged but Mariah I'm, Carey and Jessica Alba. But and, okay. Those are the worst that if somebody said to you, hey, Dave, there's a rumor that you screwed every Playboy model 16 times every single day, and that's the worst thing that ever happened to you, what would you say? Cool All that. right. <laughs> oh, guess what? I'm taking some time off. I'm a little sore. <laughs> it, but when can, you, when, can you rub the weed or hemp based on the penis <laughs> to get over the soreness? And that's how we wrap up that segment. Get it? Got it, <laughs> Wrap up, please. but the partying and stuff. The one story I have from college. I, I, okay, so let me. All right, doing it. You're a grown ass man. Do what you want. You're a professional though. 
And like you said, in today's day and age, it's going to come back in, back in. And yes, you want to deal with it, you deal with it. Yep. As a fan, I don't care. When 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 I see when I just when I see those those guys who who took their own lives for um, Derek Broussard and 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 all those other guys, right? Derek Fugard. Fugard, yeah. It's sad. And then in hindsight, you go, there should have been a place for somebody to go and talk to and yada yada yada. And that again, that leaks back into a society kind of thing too. Um. I mean, partying and calling out players—that's it's childish, you know. Keep that, sh- keep the shit in the house. You, there are things that happen in the locker room, right? That you don't want to get out into oh, public, absolutely. right? Okay, so that it should extend out to your recreational time outside of a game on your day off. The only time it should be brought out is if it affects the game. The yeah, yeah. So my my two stories from college about partying. Was, and they were both in the same year. I'll look at you, party animal. Okay. It was Christmas break. Now, in college, if you're younger, you you get out of school at like mid-December and you don't go back to like mid-January. Right. For most people. But when we were playing hockey in college, what would happen is we would come back to school like January 3rd because our games would start. So we would have to play. Even though nobody was on campus. It was us and the boys and girls basketball team and whatever other sport was going on during winter. So we, my roommates and I, all four of us, we were seniors. We decided the night before a game, there was nobody around. We went to the strip club in our town. And this is the first time that I ever drank Stoli Orange, which I see you have a bottle of right there, Mm -hmm. and Sprite. Okay. Right. So I thought, like, all right, we'll have a drink or two. It's not like I'm going to be fucking hammered. Okay. But you got hammered. I got me and my three roommates. We all got hammered. Now, we're talking about starting forward, two starting <laughs> defensemen, and the starting goalie. Did you have a game? Did you have a game the next day? We did. Okay. Okay. But I thought, like, I don't have to get up for class or anything. I could kind of sleep all day. Sure. You know, drink, hydrate myself. So. I went into the game. I didn't feel 100%. The like second or third shift in the first period, I'm cutting across the red line to get like a breakout pass. I get hit and just my helmet pops off. I helicopter and hit my face without a helmet or anything oh. right on the ice. I'm out. The only reason I know this happened is because my roommates told me. So I got up and didn't have a helmet on. I had like a knot under my eye. I stumble like when Stevens hit Ron Francis <laughs> to the bench. I get into the bench. The trainer's looking at my eyes like, are you alright? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm good to go. I Apparently I played one more shift and I came back to the bench and the trainer's like, you just fell that entire shift. Like I kept, I had no idea. I went, he said, you're done. I walked back to the locker room. My roommate who wasn't playing, the goalie, wasn't playing, walked me back. I walked into the locker room, got undressed, got into the shower, came back on the bench, and had no idea the game was played. Like, I thought, like, what time's the game start? Like, had no clue. Wow. No clue. And, like, my roommate's like, do you think you got fucked up? Like, because you were drunk? Like, you were Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do and you I think- was like, I don't think that was it, but it could have. The other one was we were playing Penn State. Hmm. 
And we played Penn State one day and Lebanon Valley the next day. And we played Penn State and we got smoked. Like, we played them on their senior day. It was whatever. But we stayed in a hotel. Wow. It was like 13 to 3. We, we got smoked. So we played them, but we stayed in Penn State. And then we were playing Lebanon Valley the next day in Hershey. And the next day we show up into Hershey. We're ready to go out for warm-up. We were fucking late as normal. And three of the kids were up all night playing cards and drinking. They were 21. That's fine. They were up. Sure. The coach was like, all right, this is the lineup. You guys are in, blah, blah, blah. And all three of them were like, I can't play, coach. I can't play. Like, I'm going to throw up all over the ice if I go out there. We're playing the game, which we won in overtime because they pulled their goalie, ironically. Um, we're playing the game, and I look up into the stands from the bench, and those three guys are passed out cold in the fucking stands. <laughs> And that was the only time I said shit. Like, I said something to him. Like, dude, like, you knew we were playing. You knew you were in the lineup. Like, why would you get fucked up? And he's like, dude, it just led from one beer to the next to the next. Then that begs the question. Where was that, Dave, when you went to the strip club? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But did you? So was I that, learned my lesson. That's why I what, said was, it. So the strip club was first, and and, and, January, and the, Her- and the Hershey one, game was was the next, like in March. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you learned from your so you learned my lesson. That's fine. Yeah. I take back my snarky comment. And then. now that I'm not coaching, right? All of these players keep coming up to me, like, you know, I was drunk when I, we played this game. I'm like, who? I said, who are you hurting? Right. You're not hurting me. Game's over. Like I played all my games. You're like. Do you want to look back on your career and be like, oh, man, I played like five games drunk? If that's your fucking bragging thing about your playing career in yeah. high school or college, then you know what? You played for, you played for the wrong reasons. Yep. That That's the... <sighs> anyway, someone who's not going to be drinking anymore is Mean Gene Oko. 76 years young. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Mean Woo-hoo. my God Gene. That was it's, the that was the gonna be weird. That's the first thing that he tweeted, Ric Flair, when after the the whole news of, of him dying was and I was like, you know what? That's perfect. Yep. It's gonna be weird not having like a like because he would they would roll him out every once in a while. Like at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. they would roll him out like and here is your Hall of Fame. Like when yeah. the Fink dies, that's gonna be weird. It's gonna even be more weird for me because I actually got his autograph down the shore one time. So it's like there's now that personal I think connection. I said to you, like like you can hire the Fink. To do like weddings and stuff, like, and and I think I told you. Do you do you realize when I got his signature, right? He said, "Where are you from?" I said, "New Jersey." He goes, "No, no, no. Where are you from?" I says, uh, "North Jersey." And he goes, "I." And he got pissed. He goes, "Again, where are you from?" I told him the town, and everything. He goes, "Oh, near this, this, and this." And I'm like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah, like in the back of my head, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, it's sad. It's sad. It, Eugene was a good guy. That's your childhood if you're in your look and, and it's, 30s. It sucks getting old because now all these guys are dying. And I don't care of what. And believe me, I don't think Mean Gene Oakland was doing fucking steroids. Maybe, well, no, but I'm sure he was lighting the candle at both ends. Maybe. But, yeah. Our childhood is now being burned off. And, and what are we going to be left with? Hogan. The, the, Hogan's going to live forever. But then after that, what do you got? You got The Rock, you got Steve Austin, you got Randy yeah, Orton. Those you guys got... are going to live for a while. Like, and you... You're not going to see those young guys. Let me rephrase that. You're not going to see those young stars. Like, There's always going to be like your tests and, sure. and shit that are going to overdose and die. But like, you're, 
moving forward, you're not seeing no. the Ultimate Warrior go on Raw. You see him walk to the ring and goes, Holy he's going to have a heart attack, yeah. and he dies the next day. You're not going to have that anymore. Yeah, you're not going to see that. Because they did like the wellness the testing. Wrestler. Right. Well, not the, yeah, right, the wellness testing. I'm sure that fucking pans out. But I just think that... So Randy Orton got suspended like six times yeah, already. For weed. Really? Yeah. Oh, not, not for shit in a bag? Yeah, that stuff too. <laughs> but like, I think like you're not going to... like If you look at the shape of these wrestlers now, they're not ginormous like Cena's big yeah the rock but, is big but they work out yeah <laughs> the difference is is like you're then you look at the up-and-coming wrestlers like Seth Rollins is is cut but he's not like obnoxiously big and you're Finn Balor's and God knows Kevin Owens is not fucking ripped you know like, <laughs> it's a butterball turkey so <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's sad. Honestly, I mean, favorite favorite moments for Mean Gene Oakland. I mean, one of the things that I looked at on all these tributes is like when he was interviewing Andre the Giant, and all he did is he put he put his hand on one side of his face and just like rolled his hand over Mean Gene's face, and it, his face disappeared. Um, Wasn't he the one that choked? Was that was that? No, um, he choked Bob Bob, uh, Bob, Bob Euchre. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's sad. Um but the big thing that came out in wrestling was what was it? The Monday night raw before Christmas where the McMahons came out and said that this is a fresh start. That, and I'll give them credit for saying like we haven't been the best. We haven't put out sure. a kind of game, which is true. They haven't. And they said that, you know, this is a fresh start. But I hope they live up to it. And they started doing the the previews for, like, wrestlers they're calling up. They, they You know who's actually coming up from what I read? EC3. Eric Carter. Or Aaron Carter. Ethan Carter the third. Yeah, EC3's coming up. But, okay. Isn't he, like, 40? So like, what? So was Dave Batista. And they made him a fucking huge That's star. true. It's not like a point of like a, like a major point, but all right, you're promoting guys from NXT. That's fine. I, that's great. You get you get some fresh faces. Right. I get it. Fine. So I'm slapping the table here. I go okay. And you you're not you're not utilizing guys like Kevin Owens. You're not utilizing guys like. Yeah. But I think like, like Sami Zayn and those guys. And even, that you're not using wrestlers. You ha- you have John Cena come back to get called out by Becky Lynch and then have a mixed tag team match with two people. Granted, I haven't watched SmackDown in forever, but two people you know nothing about. Yes. For what? To what? Push, put them over? To put them, yeah, to put them over? John Cena's not at that point in his career where, where maybe, Andre the Giant is passing the torch to Hulk Hogan. Maybe it's because they know that Cena's not going to be around. Like from what With I, that fucking haircut? I hope no, not. He, the fact that he made fun of it is, is pretty good. He goes, I thought that this was a good idea. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> um, but what I think is he's not going to be around. Yeah. If he, he even called himself out as being a part-time wrestler, yeah. of course. Which like, is fine. <laughs> That's, that, and he has to because he knows that they will. Yeah. But, he, he's, he, what he's doing is he's doing the anti, um, uh, what do you call it, Roman Reigns thing where – He's cutting it all off at the pass, right. so that when the fan sits there and says, "You know, Cena goes, hey, everybody say Cena sucks, and Cena's great," or and as a fan, you're sitting there going, "Fuck, he took my line." Right. Or like <laughs> when he said, "He's like, 
now here comes some wrestler is going to come out and the music's going to hit and like that's what that's what makes wrestling good yeah. when you call out the fact that it's so predictable yeah. and that's what made that's what made me watch that when he came out i was like my wife was like, why are you watching this? Like she says that something fun time. might happen. And, and she's even look, she's giving me dirty like looks now when they show like something for WrestleMania. And she's like, am I going to have to hear about you going to uh, WrestleMania for the next three months? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yes. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tickets came in the other day. My friend texted me the picture, but it, that's but. what you need to see. Like that's the shit that the rock and Austin and yes. all of them did. And I think I text you. Yeah. That you, you have that sense that, an attitude era makeover if, is 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 they're trying to start it. An attitude era mild, yeah. Where it's not going to be, you know, the tits and ass. Even though they are showing that a lot more. Uh, the one of the what's the uh, the Ruby Rose and her tag team partner, mm-hmm. the blonde haired girl, where the she's like Riot Squad. Yeah, where they were like, I guess they're trying to start a feud with the the Usos chick, mm-hmm. Jackie Two Point Jacqueline 2.0 and they were like oh we took this picture before and it's like her in a towel like when I saw that I was like that's attitude error kind of stuff that's Mm -hmm. Terry Runnels yeah your sable kind of thing they they went over the line then now they're just pushing that on right now they're just like oh wow look she's in a towel like I could see that on her fucking Instagram you know it's true but you know it's funny about now right Um, it's funny that you bring that up Today, as I was flipping through uh, Twitter, um, I follow Charlotte Flair. Somebody tagged her or added her, right, with a picture from from SmackDown. She was wearing some kind of, like, top or whatever that made it look like she wasn't wearing a shirt. So, like, she was, like, you know, you saw her boobs and and nips and all that kind of stuff. And this guy called her out. One, you're a douchebag for doing that. You're a keyboard douchebag warrior. And then her response was, oh, no, like, oh, no, boobs, what's going to happen? Like, you have that era now where you have social media where you want to do stupid puppy stuff like that. And you have the wrestlers who are like, fuck you. Yeah. And, and, and then you sit there and you go, Oh yeah. And, but that's what they need to do. And mm-hmm. who was the wrestler? I said that like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is going to be the Steve Austin. Mm, yeah. I guess to, to triple H's Mr. McMahon. But then on the flip side of it, on SmackDown, you have the AJ Styles and Mr. McMahon kind of thing where he slapped his face and got got, all, got the pissed off AJ. You know what I wanted Vince McMahon to do? And I, I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. I want the TNA yep. AJ Styles and just slap the shit out of I him. I thought he was going to say A small like, reference like that, and I, I would have sat there and I go, props to you, dude. I would I was expecting him to say something like, I need you to be the champion. I want you to be tough. I don't want you to be some... Southerner TNA wrestler who thinks he can jump around in an X ring, you know, like something where now yeah. you're like, man, he's calling out what made <clears throat> my career. Like, mm-hmm. That's where that's the Vince that he needs to mm-hmm. do. But Vince, I don't think Vince will, but like Triple, like H, Triple H, H will yeah. reference TNA. I don't think sure. Vince would do it because he's too old school. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Yeah. From, from a territorial standpoint. And, you know, and, just and like The that. Rock when Jericho came out. And he's like, I'm supposed to respect you because you were wrestling some guy named Hoovertude a couple of months ago. <laughs> Funny story. Then Hoovertude signed with the WWE next week. No? <laughs> yeah, he, and he wrestled just as much as Buff Bagwell. But they, they need to, if they're going to push this attitude error. Or, or this, this, fresh, this start, fresh start bullshit that I call it. You can't 
keep pushing the same people. It's true. It, it, and we keep, I know, we say it ad nauseum. And now maybe, not to say that they're listening, ha ha, funny joke, but all right, you've now planted the seed, right? And a lot of people were saying after they came out on that Monday Night Raw and says fresh start and everything else, everybody was like, fresh start, huh? You had the same bullshit script that you did every other week. Where's the fresh start? If they're starting it, if they've planted the seed and they're going to move forward with it, good. Started at the Rumble. You ha- you have to have a point and keep and blast right. it forward. And you can't turn back. You can't be like, oh man, our ratings have gone down since we've done this. No, no, no. Push through. through. Because you know what? The crowd that's watching this now never saw the attitude era. No. Th- they need to understand what this era is why are and they make being, it. Right. Have that little kid go, Daddy, why are they being mean? Well, that's the way it used to be. Like, take AJ Styles, put him either either leave him on SmackDown or put him on Raw with Finn Balor and Gallows and mm-hmm. the other one, Anderson. Anderson, make that the Balor Club, sure, and then or make it the new, and new NWO, Club and have them, and then you can lead up to a year of AJ and Finn fighting for who's in charge. And don't add more members. That's it. Those four guys, unless like Kenny Omega decides to come and fucking sign. Wait, you always hear those rumors going, oh, when he's not coming. He has. Okay. You said the same thing about Sting. You said the same thing about everybody. At a certain point, Triple H is going to go, here's a check. You let me know how many zeros I need to add to this, and you're in. Yeah, but I think, didn't they do that to like Cody? Where they they want Cody back multiple times. And he's like, no. Cody and the Wild Bucks or Young Bucks, they're starting their own wrestling federation. Like, good competition. They're probably going to make. Here's the thing, and, and I said this to somebody because they asked me on New Year's if I watched the Kenny Omega, what's it called, fight in Japan, where it was like a 78 minute, two out of, best yeah. out of threes. It, it was. People have said online that it is the greatest wrestling match they've ever seen. Okay, and my friend asked me, he goes, "Well, why doesn't he go to the WWE?" And I said, why would he go there? I was like, he's a main eventer now. He's the champion in New Japan. You know, he's got a product with the, you know, the Bullet Club. He goes to WWE. He gets a push in the beginning. And he fades. And then he fades into intercontinental U.S. title. And then what? Now he's stuck under a contract. He doesn't want to be there. That's why I respect those guys that that fucking bolted. Who was the guy? uh, He was a big TNA guy. And he just fucking bolted. He was a big TNA guy, and he came in recently. He was one of their champions. He bolted Gee. TNA, too. Um, oh, uh, Austin Aries. Austin Aries. <laughs> Where he's like, fuck this. You know, like uh, the other one, the, the the flippy British dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forget his name, but I know what he's talking about. Like, I'm not going to be a fucking mid-carter or just a yeah. cruiserweight guy. I'm, I'm and done. Walked. Like, and walked. Like, I respect that more. And that's what would happen to the like to Cody Kenny Rhodes and yeah. Kenny Omega. Like they would come here, they would get a little bit of a push for maybe half a year, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna be they're gonna make money off of the name, the fact that oh, we signed Kenny Omega, we signed Omega. the Bullet Club, you know. Yeah, and then it's gonna and it's just gonna simply fade. It. I think wrestling needs to go back to a point where there is a WCW, there is an ECW. I don't care if if Vince owns all of it. Four separate production things. They make their own money. It's they all tried that. it's all under WWE. It's all under WWE Entertainment. 
right? WWE Network shit, whatever you want to call it, and just let it run. But let it ride it out. It didn't work. Yeah, but that was earlier. That's when they actually... At that point, right, there was nothing in ECW. There was nothing in WCW. They won't do an ECW. They won't right. do it. Because like, they can't do a hardcore kind of thing. They yeah. won't do that. But I'm just saying, there needs to be some kind of competition. I get NXT. I like NXT. But you know what NXT is? It's just a rehash of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Rebranded. Right. Rebranded. Yeah. they. It, it's like they... It, you know, any big NFL team, they just dumped money into a better training center and, and rebranded it, and poof, there you go. Do you know that Jim Ross does play-by-play for New Japan? <clears throat> yeah, he sits, he like sits in an office, watches tapes, records it, and, and they dub it over. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, look, Jim Ross. And you know what? Jim Ross in New Japan? Holy shit. Yeah. That's one, of, that's one of those, like, when you saw Sting, I want Sting in the WWE. Sting got to the WWE. Holy shit. But then it fades. It fades because you realize it's not Sting twenty years ago. It's forty nine year old Sting. I was, I was, I'm nostalgic enough where I just wanted to see it. Yeah, you and still I was get happy. And when Hogan's fucking, dun, 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 you still get those. You're chills. gonna get and the Undertaker. You're still gonna get those chills. I'm, I'm at that age where I just want that chill factor. I go, that's cool. I saw it. I was able to see it. I can talk about it on a podcast. And talking about the Royal Rumble, I don't want joke entries. Yeah, get get thirty like, guys. Right, I don't need the gobbledygooker to come out. I don't need the goon. Like, get me somebody that I know. Like, I know that like fucking Sami Zayn is not going to win the title. I get it. Fill it, fill it with NXT dudes. Well, that's what I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see your EC3 and those guys come in. Like, I could see Ethan Carter getting a being huge the AJ part. Styles yeah. this year. I could, but there's there's no surprises anymore because you're right. There is no competition there is no like oh shit like look, yeah look who's coming out like that's yeah why hasn't jericho been on wcw tv and... wait a minute right. you, know, you know what i mean there's nothing it's chris jericho you know yeah where where is that moment now he'll show up at the rumble they'll pay him enough to come from, to the rumble. from what i've read about and talking about the cody Rhodes and young bucks making their own group there's like talk about jericho doing so they're gonna have four wrestlers Look, they were able to put on their own wrestling show for like almost over an hour and sold it out. That all-in part that we did on, on the podcast, yep. while we didn't watch it, we don't know the specifics of it, whatever you read, they tore it down. But it's easy to do. Like, And I read Vince's comments about that. What did first, he, he made the joke like, you know, oh, I would have never done it in the middle of the month in May. That's the worst like kind of month to do it. But then he was like, it's easy to do it for one show. He goes, it's do easy it for, for everybody. He said, it's easy for everybody to put on an A-plus match for one show. He goes, now try to do it for eight shows, not ten shows a month on TV. Then guess what, Vincey Pooh? <laughs> Look in the mirror. Take your own advice. But that, I mean... But to, to Vince's defense, like, think about it. Yeah. He's been he, doing this for 40 fucking years. Right. Plus. Nobody, could, nobody can take him down. Nobody. Right. And on top of that, how many times can you do something before somebody's like, they did that with The Rock, or they did that with fucking superstar Billy Graham, or they did that with Hulk Hogan? Look at you, superstar Billy Graham. Holy shit, look I'm at you. i name as many dead wrestlers, <laughs> or soon-to-be-dead wrestlers. Soon-to-be-dead. 
<laughs> are you sure he's not? Uh, are you sure they're uh, not dead? Yet? Billy Graham's dead. The preacher is, yeah, but the wrestler. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He died recently, didn't he? The preacher did, yeah. No, I meant the real. Did he? The wrestler, fuck know. the preacher. I'm trying to make jokes. I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying not to be a board op. <laughs> you looking it up? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> Google searches. Not dead. Not dead. I told you. 75 years old. Damn. Oh, oh it's got a year to go. One more year, Billy. Yeah, one more. Hang in there. (laughs) (laughs) High Sticks and Super Cakes Podcast, your home for a perfect blend of wrestling and professional hockey talk from your pals, Rob. That's me. And David. Hello. He's sitting over there on that couch, all comfy, with a mic in his face. Go to hsskpod.com for everything you need to know, social media-wise, podcast-wise, contact-wise, anything you need, hsskpod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere where you get your podcast. Let us know. Please interact with the show. We want to know what you want us to talk about during the new year. It's an initiative that we'd like to force through. We're not the corzy people. We're not the plus minus people. We're not the let's no. do a fantasy trade kind of shit. No. We, we talk about the devils. We talk about the NHL. We talk about old school wrestling and what the current is missing. What else do you want us to talk about? Contact us on Twitter, Facebook, contact page. Next week, we talk about the most iconic jerseys in sports. Oh, snap. So, if you have and any input, by all means. Tweet us, Facebook us, email us. Do what you need to. We will listen. We will put it out there. If you don't want your name put out there, don't worry. You're Joe Blow from Mineola. You're Steve from Yellowstone. <laughs> Ramon, get off my puck. For those who understand what that is, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Any last words, David, from you? Toodles. Say it again because I stepped over you. Toodles.